Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. Kahala Friday at Sports Animals time right now on ESPN Honolulu. Oh man, what a great uh, yeah, afternoon and night it was for Rainbow Warrior and Rainbow Wahine fans as both teams come out victorious. I feel bad for our friend uh, Jeff Harada who coaches the women's team for Cal State, full of it. But I, uh, you know, I am happy about uh, the Rainbow Warriors winning on the road, and of course for the Wahine too. Do it, the Wahine doing it. Un, uh, undermanned, so to speak. Imani Perez not in the game, not able to play for whatever the reasons were. Brooklyn Rewer is still out, and yet they are still able to get a win, although it wasn't as easy as you might think against the Cal State Fullerton team that they've dominated. A lot of free throws missed down the stretch, but Lily came through in the clutch down the stretch with four to make it a win. All right. Uh, let's see. Weather uh, had an effect. Chaminade was looking for their return of baseball for the first time in 43 years. They fought the weather, and the weather won. No game yesterday for the Silver Swords. They'll try again today. Yeah, and Chad Kanichi with us the other day was mentioning he hoped the tears, uh, the tears, the the rain would uh, ease up for yesterday's game. It did not. So they'll have that makeup game on Sunday. All right. Uh, we've also got uh, Motivate Foundation HHSAA Girls Soccer Tournament uh, results coming up. If you haven't seen it in the newspaper or online yet, We'll go over that in just a few minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. And uh, some good matches there, getting ready for state championships, basketball right around the corner as well. So good time of the year for high school sports. So much going on in different sports. All right. Uh, weather-wise today, it's going to be cloudy and windy. Uh, I'm not sure if that is going to affect some sports. We've got a couple, a couple of isolated showers maybe, but mainly it's the wind that is going to cause some havoc. And uh, just be on the alert, Hawaiian Electric uh, has put out a notice saying, "Hey, be prepared in case uh, you know. Be prepared in case uh, we do have some blackouts." Uh, there's a little guide in the Honolulu Star Advertiser. You can go to the HawaiianElectric.com website and uh, check out some things that you know, just to make sure you're prepared and uh, make sure this weekend you uh, unplug and turn off any unnecessary electrical equipment, uh, especially sensitive electronics. Um, remember to turn off your stove and other things when you're cooking. That kind of goes for whether you're in good weather or bad. Make sure you know where you're, um, if you have a battery-operated radio, uh, make sure you have fresh batteries, where your candles and flashlights are. Keep them out and readily available. So, yeah, this weather might affect some uh, uh, power outages if the rain doesn't for outdoor sports. Yeah, I think you want to actually have your stove plugged in if you are cooking, though. Right. Well, you said the opposite. Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is it says make sure your st- uh, stove is an oven or turned off. 
But you you kind of don't want to leave those on even in good weather. Yeah, and I remember reading that. So yeah, that's frowned like... upon by the fire department, isn't <laughs> I it? I guess so. And I, I mean, I saw where the rain starting today could be even worse for about two days today and tomorrow. And last night it was coming down uh, right after it the basketball game. Yeah, exactly, it depends exactly. where you look. Yeah, it depends where you look. I'll just go with the National Weather Service. Yeah, right. Other than uh, you know one of the TV stations that says it's going to rain every single day. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the – oh, you know what? Let's get some uh, – Let me. Uh, we're going to get back to the Rainbow Wahine and uh, Warrior basketball in just a second. Folks, if you want to call or text in, go ahead at 808-296-1420. Uh, coming up, we do have Josh Pacheco joining us. Oh, in about 15 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu, go over the men's basketball game. But uh, we did get some winners on the D1 side. All shutouts. Punahou shut out Baldwin three to nothing. Mililani shutting out Hilo two to nothing. Campbell shutting out. Oh, I'm sorry. They beat Campbell two. Campbell beat Waikia two to one. Kamehameha Kapalama over Kamehameha Maui one to nothing. Why do they call it Kamehameha Kapalama? Why don't you just call it Kamehameha Oahu? Ah, that makes sense in that question. As far as you know, separating them from the other Kamehameha schools, that makes sense to have something after that, where if they're just playing Kamehameha versus Punahou, you don't have to say Kapalama, but when it's a state tournament, you have to well, have Well, you still have to. You still have to. You don't know if Punahou is playing Kamehameha Maui or Kamehameha Hawaii. They're okay. always be known as Kamehameha Kapalama. Now, I don't know what neighborhood Kamehameha Maui is in, but why do they call it the entire Maui? Why don't they call it just the neighborhood they're in? If you could turn down your echoing things that are going on, that would help my headphones a lot. I appreciate it. But uh, the uh, yeah, so I I will prefer I will call them from here on out Kamehameha Oahu, and I've probably offended a bunch of people on the hill already. Oh, you're used to. All that. right, on the do on the do two side, uh, action to look forward to today. It's going to be Lelehua against Pac-5, also Kamehameha Hawaii against Kapa'a. Radford will be taking on Farrington in the consolation bracket along with Seabury and Wailua. So good luck, ladies, and uh, everybody hopefully just stay dry out there uh, while the tournament is going on. Let's get back to Rainbow Wahine basketball yesterday. Uh, boy, they were severely challenged. They started four guards. Um, Imani Perez did not play. I guess she's sick. She didn't uh, even show up at the gym. Um, Jackie David is still. Oh, is it personal reasons? Jackie David is uh, still on. uh, She's still on a little bit of a leash as far as minutes played. So she, you know, she um, uh, her minutes were restricted in that game. And then you mentioned Brooklyn Ruers as well, which. I thought Vivian Barrett uh, came out and played almost 18 minutes. Viv Barrett played her heart out. She really did. And did she make a couple of free throws? Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the game, it was uh, she made she sunk a couple of really important free throws. Now you mentioned that um, you know thanks down the stretch to um, Lily Wahine Kapu, it's almost like uh, well you know. She, she's always good. She's the leader of the team. She scored 14 points. But if it wasn't for Deja Phillips making those free throws at the end of the game, it would have been a lot more uncomfortable. You'll remember that Lily missed, what, four or six free throws in a row. 
missed four in a row and then made the two at the end. And to Deshaun Phillips, I wonder if there's ever been a sixth player, a bench player that makes all-conference first team. I don't know if she will, but, boy, she's kind of deserving of that. She has been a great player, and maybe she doesn't start, but she finishes game, and she is a main reason why this team is still tied for first place. She has been consistent, often the leading scorer, clutched down the stretch in the fourth quarter last night and many of these games. She's been outstanding. Right, and, uh, you know, she had one of those games where she was on it on all the phases, on offense, defense. Uh, She was just that, you know what, if she wanted to start, she could. She doesn't want to start the game. If she wanted to start, Laura Beeman said that she'd be a starter. But, you know, this team is so deep. And you know what, congratulations to Cal State, full of it. That's their new name. Uh, they've, you know, Jeff Harada actually looks like he's got a lot of depth this year. Uh, they're still, again, unfortunately for them, they're. Ne- I don't know if they're ever going to be a 500 team, and they've been struggling year in year out. They're three and seven in conference right now, so they played hard last night, and they gave Hawaii all they could handle. I didn't think this game was going to be that close in the fourth quarter. And give Fullerton credit; they had a lead. I think they were leading with about five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They had a brief lead. Hawaii, the first time Hawaii took a lead, there was one minute left in the third quarter. So I was, I don't know, I wasn't, I was hoping that Hawaii was going to win this game. Hawaii came out and they stretched it out a little bit. And then Cal State Fullerton came roaring back. I mean, Ashley Lewis was an absolute beast. Uh, she, she had 25 points, 13 rebounds. Um, it was, that size, that athleticism, plus Hawaii having no bigs, many times at one point in the fourth quarter, they played five guards. It was incredible that Hawaii won that game. And we'll get to the men in a minute. It's almost like the opposite. Fullerton went small. Hawaii on the men's side, full, uh, Hawaii went small on the women's side because of the injured players or the missing players, as we said. And, yeah, when you talk about Lewis, 10 of 12 shooting. She was really good. Uh, Hawaii, I think, did a really good job in one area that I always concentrate on as well, turnovers. It's one of the first stats I look at for Laura Beeman's team, and only 11 last night, a very manageable number. Fullerton with 15, and that's one of the reasons they were able to get this game and get this W last night as well not turning the ball over too often well yeah and also you know it was incredible because so many you know at, at one part of that game was it in the beginning i can't remember it was the first quarter or second quarter where hawaii was only shooting three-point shots and i was very curious about that it's it's like every shot was a three up until like midway through i think the first quarter and then they kind of changed their strategy a little bit but uh, when uh, somebody uh, w- was mentioning that when you have long shots, you have long rebounds. So even though Hawaii was severely height-challenged in this game, they out-rebounded Cal State Fuller, uh, Fullerton 35-33. to 33. That's, a lot of bo- that's a lot of rebounds on both sides. It, it is. It's probably right around their averages, and you would think Hawaii would be at a disadvantage not have that uh, edge right there, and that was a big reason. Right, with all the guards. Yeah, the three-point shooting. They, they were 0 for, 8, 0 for 6, excuse me, in the fourth quarter, and it's been a nemesis, so to speak, of them, and the three-point shooting has really hurt them, or a lack of 17% last night, 4 of 23. I'm glad they didn't shoot more because they just weren't hitting them, but they won the battle in points in the paint, and those are the higher percentage shots. If you're not hitting the threes, sure. I think you don't want to force them especially in a close game down the stretch. 
Yeah, Jackie David started off the game, and she started off the second half with a three-pointer. She was two for three, and she's not your your typical three-point shooter. That was kind of fun to watch. I, I saw that. I, was, I had a smile on my face seeing that she was hitting those three. That's great to see from from their big. And Jackie David hopefully getting back to be being 100% healthy. That wasn't a lot of minutes last night. And without uh, Perez in there, you would think she'd play more. And I guess they're just going to ease her back. No need to rush her back with too many minutes now. All right, folks, you can uh, uh, text in at 808-296-1420. You got to hand it to, I admired Lily Wahine Kapu towards the end of the game because really in crunch time when uh, uh, Fullerton State was actually making a run at it and closing the gap, they had a serious run going on. They started fouling Hawaii. They fouled Lily. She missed two free throws. I mean, she's a 68% free throw shooter anyway. She's not like 85% like Deja, right? Yeah. So she's, you know, she misses the first two, and you're like, wow, that's unusual. Oh, well, it happens. They foul her right away. She goes to the line, misses two more. Cal State Fullerton gets closer in the game. You're like, Lily, what is going on? And then Deja comes roaring back, and they made the mistake of fouling Deja a couple of times uh, because I think, what did she hit all of them? I believe she did in the second, at least in the fourth quarter, I believe she did. Oh, she was actually three of six uh, free throws. But anyway, she was three of four uh, coming down the stretch, I guess. But um, that was uh, that was very, very cool. One of the, um, hopefully, and um, Imani Perez comes back. I just figured she was sick. I didn't know what happened. I know that the team was wishing her well, and we hope to see you. We love you, uh, that kind of thing. But, um, I mean, to beat anybody with Jackie David on a uh, on minutes of, uh, on a minutes restriction still and you've got you know all of your bigs out Viv is just a Vivian Barrett Viv is just a freshman and you know what you got to hand it to her watch her play she, she for somebody who's brand new to the college division one game I really admire her man I mean and she did the what do you say with Morissac when you affect shots at the rim Alter shots she altered some shots a few times now not against ashley lewis their big star but she altered some shots against the rim and she's going as fast as she can up and down the floor and you know what i, I i'm a She's one of my favorite players to watch. She really is. You've got to root for somebody like Vivian Barrett. It's great to see freshmen at times not play like freshmen. I mean that as a compliment where they're playing maybe beyond their years, a little maturity and not getting caught up in the lights and everything going on. And it seems like she's almost a seasoned vet, and that is great to see for a lot of reasons, one including she's got three more years left after this. Yeah, uh, or four or f- however yeah, many right. nowadays. Yeah. The rules change all the time. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on number 22, Jade Peacock. In the last few games, she's really come on, where in the beginning of the season, you wouldn't have known who Jade Peacock was necessarily if you're, you know, if you're not a hardcore Wahine fan. But, man, she plays with a lot of confidence, too. Yeah, I, mean, I remember her name at the beginning of the season. Now she's playing a little bit more, and 16 minutes is a lot. She didn't uh, get a field goal made last night, but she hit her free throws, which were key in well, a game where Hawaii wasn't exactly hitting those free throws, especially in the fourth quarter. Right, but anyway, uh, a great performance by the Rainbow Wahine. So, hey, everybody, pack the uh, pack the Stan Sheriff Center coming up tomorrow. It's a battle for first place uh, um, against UC Irvine tomorrow at the Stan Sheriff Center. 
In fact, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to Rainbow Wahine Basketball for tomorrow's game. We'll do that this hour. Keep listening to ESPN Honolulu, okay? Uh, Josh Pacheco is going to talk about the men's basketball game with us coming up next on this Kahala Friday here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, which gives me a chance real quick before we go to our traffic report to let you know, HCAP is the Hawaii Concussion Awareness Management Program reminding parents, coaches, and athletes to learn more about recognizing concussion symptoms. Visit hawaiiconcussion.com. All right, uh, Josh Pacheco, uh, we'll have to reschedule maybe later on in the show. He's on the road tending to some business. It's Chris Hart and Gary Dickman, the sports animals, celebrating a couple of wins. A couple of wins for the Rainbow Wahine and Rainbow Warrior basketball teams. And for the men last night, it was an impressive win. And one of the things we talked about on Rainbow Warrior Countdown was hoping to get off to a quick start, a good start with a nice lead. And that's something Aron Gennad has talked about as far as changing the starting lineup in recent weeks. And it worked last night. They were down 4-2. to two. That wasn't the quick start. But then they went on a 12-0 run. And at one point, they were up 20 with about a little less than five minutes left in the first half, up 31 to 11. They were doing such a good job. Fullerton on offense had eight points with a little over seven minutes left in the first half. Hawaii on defense did a great job. Max Jones, their leading scorer, didn't play in the first game. He's back. He was one of five shooting. I think he got benched because he was so uh, inadequate last night, basically. Ineffective? Ineffective, maybe better. (laughs) Uh, Just one of five shooting. But Hawaii did a really good job there. And then Noel Coleman, whatever funk he might have been in in recent weeks when he had that scoreless game, it seems like the last three or four games he has really come out of that. Once again, 21 points for Noel. Coleman. Juan Munoz, I don't know exactly what the injury was. I heard Josh on the broadcast yesterday mentioning how he was on the stationary mic a lot in the second mm. half. And he does that at home games as well. He played about 19 and a half minutes. And Aron Gannat on the post game said they don't think it's anything serious. They'll see today. But hopefully Juan will be ready to play and good to go tomorrow because he is such a better player, an all-around player, uh, than just a three-point shooting in recent weeks. Yeah, he must be, uh, something must be tight. I know that he, when he went up Oh, I don't know if it was, uh, I was going to say third or fourth quarter. That's women's basketball. Towards the end of the game, he went up for a layup, and you saw him got knocked down. Guy kind of body checked him to the ground, and he got up holding his ankle. And uh, I was watching this part of the uh, uh, broadcast on uh, ESPN+. And so, um, uh, you know, anytime Juan goes down, it's the floor, you get a little concerned. But, um, yeah, he only played 19 minutes. But he was playing throughout the game, just not extended minutes on the floor each time out there. 
Yeah, he didn't play a lot in the second half. I forget how many first minute, uh, first half minutes he had. So it might have affected him a little bit and hopefully much ado about nothing and he'll be good to go. Uh, again, a really impressive performance on a team that has had Hawaii's number in recent years, beating us here in late December in overtime. And it was a big win just for them to get a win on the road against a team that has beaten them. But maybe equally, if not more important, the fact that now it puts them in a four-way tie, depending on how you look at the standings, really for fourth fifth sixth and seventh the way i look at it eliminating san diego they're only a game out of the third seed in the big west tournament right now which is crazy to think of i think you got to give san diego credit and not believe that they don't exist now if you're giving the standings for this is what the standings are for the tournament this is where we are this is what the standings are because hey they deserve a little bit of respect. They're good. They are. They might be the best team in the conference. I mean, in the record shows, it, they're tied for first. But they might even be better than Irvine, which is scary. They are. No, they're definitely a really good team. And it's more than just Bryce Pope. What they did to Davis last week, winning by 33 on the road. They're really good. But, again, for talking about the Big West tournament, all the talk about can Hawaii at least qualify for the Big West, I'm feeling so much better and confident about that now. Now okay. let's see if they can maybe move out of that Wednesday game of 5-3 eight seed it's still a lot of basketball left but hawaii just showed with a big win they're a lot closer to the top than they are at the bottom and this is a team that's kind of even with them i don't know what their uh non-conference schedule is was like for fullerton and somebody got took exception i call it cal state full of it and they got all mad look if you can't take a joke this is the wrong radio show to listen to come on we're just having some fun um anyway so with cal state fullerton this is a team that was kind of even with us. It wasn't a bottom feeder. So it was kind of an even. I'm sure they had a tougher non-conference schedule than we did. Maybe. I mean, Hawaii- not, not getting on that you know bandwagon right now, but we had a really easy one. So we have the basically the same record, and we beat them at their place at a, you know, at least the top section where the students are was full. And um, anyway, that's something to be said for Hawaii. Now, if Hawaii had lost the game, this is just one game. So if Hawaii lost this game, would you be saying the same thing? No. 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 And so that's why this one game, this was a must-win game. Now, the final score was 76 to 68. It wasn't even that close. Hawaii led at one point by 19. Well, 20, they had a 20-point lead in the first half. And um Okay, thirty-one eleven. So whatever, but I mean, you, you, it was a big lead. Yeah, throughout. And so uh, t- towards the end of the game, they Fullerton started making a little bit of run of it, you know, and and you know, but Hawaii was Hawaii was in control. The Rainbow Wahine were not in control. That was a but but you know what? That was a really entertaining basketball game to watch, with Hawaii down by three or four. Uh, they tie it, get down by four. Then they finally lead with by one point with a minute left in the third quarter, and then they go on to kind of win. But they need free throws down the stretch. That Wahine game was unbelievable. But uh, let's go back to the men. Uh, that was quite a uh, quite a feat. So they've got Irvine. That's going to be a tough one to win on the road. But like we said just yesterday, anything can happen. There's enough talent on this team. And so Hawaii's the Rainbow Warriors – actually put two halves together they haven't done that a lot in conference play this year 
So you see what we're capable of doing by putting two halves together. Now, UC Irvine is a much better team than Cal State Fullerton. So, you know, it's it's not going to be as easy as uh, that. Now, uh, we'd also need uh, Bernardo Da Silva to stay out of foul trouble because as far as bigs go, that that's all we got. All of his fouls were on John Mikey Square. Five of them fouled the same guy five times. I didn't even realize that. I know he had two at halftime, and one of the things I said was a key for Hawaii before the game was exactly what you just said, Bernardo staying out of foul trouble for the reasons you gave. He fouled out with about two and a half minutes left, so it wasn't too early in the game, but that's a concern because you don't want to take him out too often if you don't have to, and he fouled out in 24 minutes. Now, it wasn't Harry Ruliadev fouling out in five minutes like last Saturday, but that's not a lot of time that he was on the court with fouling out. He's got to do a better job. It could have come back to haunt them. Thankfully, it didn't last night because McCoy and Ruliadef, who will shift over to the five at time, are not natural fives. And if you go up against some size and talent down low, that's going to be a disadvantage. Bernardo needs to stay on the court. Uh, he hit his free throws last night, the four that he took. He hit. He made three of those. Uh, such an important player, but uh, I was glad to see him stay intact mostly through the game. Again, fouling out late like that I didn't think was too bad, but uh, hopefully that won't be a continual thing with him getting into late foul trouble. Oh, I didn't even notice that bernardo made three of four free throws good job yeah hey you like to see that yeah congrats you know what that's the good part of sports the guy's working on it now maybe he's gonna go oh of four on saturday who knows but hey you know what he's working on it and he got some success fruits from his labor yes we, we have a lot of um I, imani perez's grandfather passed away so we got about 11 texts on that so thank you guys uh for uh, helping us out with that it was on social media and uh, I think they mentioned it during the television broadcast. But um, thank you guys texting in, 808-296-1420. Um, let's get a couple of texts. Then we're going to give away Rainbow Wahine basketball tickets for tomorrow. So keep listening. This texter says, for fans of UH football, they need to take note of Wahine basketball. If team wins, butts will fill the seats no grumble if no win. Unfortunately, that is the case. You have to win to get support from a lot of fans in Hawaii. That's not a good thing to text in and say, hey, win, and you get seats in. How about, <laughs> how about the other way around? Support the team. Pack the place. Get loud. Get crazy like the Wahine fans were. I mean, the place wasn't packed. It was a Thursday night. It's a, a lot of folks have stuff to do. Or they can't get home, you know, for whatever reason. Nights are not great for a lot of fans in Hawaii, partially because it takes you about an hour and a half to get anywhere in traffic. So yeah. I'm just saying, to say this is a the statement here is all of you, all of you UH teams, be on notice. We don't show up unless you win. <laughs> That's what that says to me. Am I, am I too angry? No, unfortunately, you're accurate. And I think that's the case with other fan bases around the country. There are certain schools that are going to sell out or get great crowds no matter what. But for schools like Hawaii, it's going to be the case where if you win, they will show. They had, I think, 851 or 861 last night. And I was almost That's pretty good for a it Thursday. Is it is good because last Saturday they had, or two Saturdays ago, they had over 1,200. But that was a Saturday night. So that's not bad for a weeknight. I imagine tomorrow, first place battle with what this team is 
has shown, what they've done, I expect well over 1,000 fans tomorrow, and I think the attendance is going to keep increasing as this home season starts winding down in the month of February. I would love for Imani Perez, if she is okay to play tomorrow, for the fans to just shower her with raucous aloha. I think that would bring a little tear to my eye. I agree. That would be awesome. That would be nice if the fans can acknowledge her like that. Uh, here's a text that says, Beeman and the Wahine equals grit. Um, condolences to Imani. Uh, he says, I'm a season ticket holder for men, and going to watch a Wahine game is actually more exciting, win or lose. The style of ball and their grit. They attack and are aggressive. Hope more fans come out. Their lineup, intro lineup beat is so much better than men. I don't know what that means. Uh, I think they adopted that beat at the Big West Tournament in their post-game championship celebration. Fun Eric, he's referring to Captain Fun, Eric Matthews at UH. Fun Eric needs to keep the band in the seats and play together and not separate them. I don't understand that. Me either. Anyway, but thank you. I'll, I'll pre-read those next time. But, hey, thank you for the nice text. It's a guy or a lady who says, I'm a season ticket holder for men's basketball. I'm enjoying women's basketball. You know, and, and that's what it is. I mean, in your film session for the men's basketball team, if you want to talk about grit, and that's the word we've been using, that's been our word surrounding Rainbow Wahine basketball this year is the word grit. Show, show, show highlights of Deja Phillips. You imagine if Harry Ruliadef and Ryan Rapp played with Deja Phillips' toughness? Woo! Although I thought Ryan Rapp last night had probably his best game as a Rainbow Warrior. I thought he was great on offense, his rebounding. I thought he did a fantastic job. But I know what you mean. Was he a dog? He Was, was showing... he a dog? Yeah, times he's he not was. a dog. He's not a dog level yet. Three offensive rebounds, 11 That's points. not dog. Harry Ruliadef had a block. He blocked nice his shot. I saw that. That wasn't dog. I didn't say he was, but I think Ryan Rapp was. Nah, he's a puppy. <laughs> you ask Artie Wilson today at 9 o'clock, who's the dogs? <laughs> He will point them out to you. Hey, we're having good fun on the radio today. Text in at 808-296-1420. Let's give away those Wahine basketball tickets. If you're caller number seven, they're yours. 808-296-1420. Seventh caller wins tickets for tomorrow night from ESPN Honolulu. Hey, our next episode of the student section is coming up Tuesday already, 7 o'clock. Myself and Cole Mausolf. People come up to me and they say, they refer to him, that guy Cole. We, we need a nickname for Cole because he's going to be known from here on out as that guy Cole. <laughs> so that guy Cole and uh, Chris Hart, we're going to be sitting down with Louis Sakanoko and Keone Thim from the Rainbow Warrior volleyball team. And we got a couple of uh, basketball players from Punahou. I forget their name, but I'll, I'll get it for you. It's brought. It's coming up Tuesday, seven o'clock. So, um, check it out. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Auto Source and Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. We'll be right back with our winner.
Larry Beal's going to join us next hour. That's always fun. Congratulations. Right now to uh, Matthew and Kamuki. He's going to see the Rainbow Wahine against uh, UC Irvine on us uh, tomorrow night. Keep listening. Men's volleyball team's in action on Sunday, and uh, we'll have a pair of tickets to give away uh, to that here on ESPN Honolulu. We mentioned Captain Fun a few minutes ago. And um, they also have come out with this a couple of days ago. We'll keep reminding you. But they have, uh, this is something, they have a game, and it's called Beeman's Big Bash. That's kind of the theme of the game. And that's on Saturday, February 17th. So that's President's Day weekend on that Saturday. So uh, they're going to have a night full of fun surprises, and they're trying to set a new, I guess, attendance record. At the arena. Do you know what the record was? What the, what what what's the number we're trying to beat? Oh, okay. The, go ahead. No, go, well, the, the release I had had two numbers, and one of them was like four thousand, a little over four thousand. Then there was another one that had six thousand, but I thought that was part of a double header. It was a little confusing, but it's over four thousand. I'll, I'll, I'm safe to say that at least. Okay, now. I got it. I thought you had it. Uh, four thousand three hundred forty in attendance for it was a game uh, in Laura Beeman's uh, third year, so that was the 2014 to 15 uh, year. It was their home finale. And uh, 4,340 for the Rainbow Wahine. It was in the midst of a big title, a Big West title chase. I can't imagine. That's more than we're seeing during men's basketball. Yeah. What what happened that year that had that had you know over 4,000 people show up? They and don't I, say because they won, so we put butts in the seats. What happened that year? Why was that so unbelievable? Well, that was part of it. It was senior night, I believe. It was the end of the season, but still, that's, uh-huh, that's incredible. Uh-huh. And you think about that, and you compared it to the men's crowd, as you did. And I remember, I think it was the year after, they had another big crowd of over 2,000 when they gave them the Big West Championship trophy that they were not expecting to be unveiled at that senior night. So they've gotten really good crowds on senior day and some of these promotions like Beeman's Big Bash and all that. But they've been drawing better and better. But 4,000, yeah, that that's, doesn't happen very often. And back then, even less so that it would happen. And it was great to know that, that they had that many fans there. I know you're not going to get that on a nightly basis, but the crowds they have been getting, as we said earlier, have been getting better and better and bigger and bigger. Uh, if they can break 4,000 against Santa Barbara, a team they beat for the Big West Championship last year, uh, that would be something. I, I, I'm not going to miss that game. And I have a feeling a lot of fans are going to take advantage of the situation and be there and hopefully be part of that record. Oh, okay. Okay, so I didn't know this. Uh, thank you, Captain Fun. Women's basketball. Maybe we can have Captain Fun on the air. Because I want, I need more details than, hey, everyone show up because it's going to be a night of fun. Oh, so after this, it's not going to be a night of fun? <laughs> Isn't every night supposed to be? Come on. Good point. So uh, they did have a couple of sellouts in the past. But they were a part of a men's doubleheader. Yeah. So they had uh, the single, the program's nearly 25-year-old single-game attendance record remains at 6,192, set on February 14th. 
against SMU. So those are the two numbers you're talking about. So what's our goal? Is our goal to be the best over 6,000? Or is our goal to be Laura Beeman's best attendance record at 4,340? I need a goal clearly stated to follow along here. And that was Valentine's Day, obviously, the second number. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I was a little confused when I saw both numbers as well. We'll clarify that, definitely. Can we text uh, uh, Captain Fun yeah. and just get him on the radio? Say, okay, sure, sure, sure. Just say, you know what, can you come on the air? And uh, people are confused. Uh, number one, what does the night full of fun entail? Now, you, it has surprises, so we don't expect them to tell us the surprises <laughs> because they won't be surprises anymore. Right. But what's the record? What's the record that we're looking for? And then we'll go on from there. Okay. But anyway, uh, it's the Beeman Bash, Beeman's Big Bash, coming up Saturday, February 17th against UCSB. It's a rematch of the Big West Tournament Championship uh, from last year so good luck with that quarter to eight here with the animals on espn honolulu look out cloudy and windy uh this afternoon i can see the wind uh, outside uh whipping up already here in the 96701 uh cloudy and windy we got a couple of showers here and there but hawaiian electric says just in case with this wind make sure you know where your flashlights and candles and your battery operated radios and things like that are get them out just in case all right it's Kahala Friday, no work till Monday, and you can upgrade your island style with Kahala, just like Gary Dickman. It's the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Get one for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island-wide or at kahala.com. He's the, the captain of marketing, University of Hawaii, Rainbow Warrior and Wahine Athletics. Captain Fun, Eric Matthews on the line now. Eric, good morning. How are you? Ahoy, gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we wanted to, okay, we got a couple of questions for you. Beeman's Big Bash, a night full of fun. What kind of fun? And we don't want to know the surprises. We're not going to put you on the spot. What kind of fun are we talking about? What kind of activities are we looking forward to? Well, my friend, we are going to have a, a quite the list of uh, guests that are going to be joining us that night to bring in the game. I don't want to unveil too many names right now. We will over the next two weeks, but we got a couple celebrities across the island, some social media influencers that are going to be coming in. That's going to be meet and greet with fans that mm -hmm. are interested. We got a lot of that booked. Um, over the next week or so, I am picking up some pretty expensive prizes. Nice uh, that we're going to be giving that we're going to be giving out to fans and giving out to students as well. Uh, so we have that again. I don't want to give too many details. We're two weeks out. I got to keep building the anticipation, fellas. Yes, yes, so yes. We yes. have some fun with that. Okay, we're but we're here we, for you. We got, good, good. And believe me, the next two weeks, I want to be on with you guys a little more. So we're talking about this <laughs> as I'm unveiling things as we go. You, you call but, in. You call in any time. We didn't get our invitation Good. as far as the celebrity list yet for some reason. Because we're not celebrities, ah. dope. Hey, okay, one more question. <laughs> one more question. We'll let you go. What is okay. the goal? And we want it to be the most attended game of all time, but is the goal 4,341? 
or is it 6,193? Chris, if you want my honest opinion, go bear, go home. All gas, no brakes. I want the all-time attendance record. That's okay. what I want. But okay. at the same time, this is Beeman's Big Bash. So we got to understand where we're at and what we're doing and where we're, and where we're going. So the limit right now is we want to get to Beeman's all-time record, which okay. was that 4,300 you mentioned. Now, for yes. me, in my mindset, I want that place bumping with over 7,000 fans. I would be tickled to death if we had a sellout, which I'm striving for. But the record I, the record I me, Captain Fun wants to break is the all-time sealed game women's basketball tennis record at UH. All right. 10-4. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. We'll talk later. Thank you, Captain Thanks, Fun. Eric. Ahoy, gentlemen. Ahoy. There he is, Eric Matthews, everybody. Now, we'd be totally happy with 4,341 people on the 17th. But if we can get 6,193, even more better. So spread the word. Buy some tickets for your neighbors. I know they got a promotion. Remember we were talking with... Ali from Raising Canes. They have a promotion uh, going on where you go, it's called a Fans in the, in the Stands. And they're giving away, it's kind of an experience. It's for kids. So uh, the, you can, they have a QR code. Uh, if you just stop by any Raising Canes and you, and you, you know, do the QR code thing and you enter to win, you can get a ticket for a parent. It's like for a kid and a parent to chaperone them, right? So it's a couple of tickets. Right. And the kid goes down to the court, and they have all you know the most special day ever. But anyway, that's going on too. Well, Charlie Wade, I uh, was talking about this the other day too. He encouraged all the fans that go to call the coach or a Rainbow Warrior volleyball game to bring a friend, a relative, anybody who's not been to either, and bring mm. them just to experience it. And he said that's part of the reason both have been increased attendance numbers lately. And just that simple statement of bring people who haven't attended before, and that it'll get them hooked on the sport. Even more so. And we've seen that with the fans and people winning tickets from us commenting. Yeah. The first time I've gone to a game or first time in years, and I love that I'm going back. So I think that'll work. Right. It's like the one we got earlier. It's like I'm a, I ho I'm a season ticket holder for men's basketball, but I've really been enjoying. They're not putting down the men. They're just saying I'm really enjoying Wahine basketball. I told you, for folks that don't know, it's a different game. Co women's college basketball, period, across the country, the world is a lot different than it was 10, 10 years ago. Definitely. You know, it, it's, it, it, you know, you have the, the old cliche of, well, they play under the rim, the men play above <laughs> the rim. You know what? I haven't seen, and I'll bring it up again, I haven't seen Hawaii make a dunk in the last four or five games. There's, there's not that much above the rim, at least at our level of basketball. You'll see some alley-oops in the power fives and stuff like that, but it's not constant. No, it it's not like the NBA. So stop everybody with the over and under the rim. You know what? I would pay just to see Deja Phillips play. I mean, just that's worth the price of admission right there. It is. I mean, the tickets what seven dollars as well. But the product they put out constantly. It's not just one game here and there. I mean, this team is legit, and they're built to stay not only for the last few years, but this year and in the future as well. There's so much talent, so much depth, and even youth on this team. Wait a minute. Tickets are only $7? Yeah, I saw that the other day that they were – they started $7. Yeah, I saw that the other day, yes. And we could only afford to give away two at a time? 
Are you kidding? I wish I was now, but <laughs> Well, lucky you don't have to drive to come pick them up because we text you the tickets. All right. You'll use $6 of gas to come pick up your $14 <laughs> prize. Parking's another story as well. We're but... giving you a prize worth half of a plate lunch. Maybe we should give out That's parking That's all we passes. could give away was two tickets? But every show is doing it, so. And every day. Uh... So. <laughs> now, we didn't really get the answer to the question, though. I'm still trying to figure out what is the official attendance record. The official attendance... the, the ofi- No, he's the official attendance record is 6192. He's the what the goal is for this game is four three four one. Captain Fun wants to sell it out, but that's why I said we'll all be perfectly happy with four three four one to beat Beeman's record at the Stan Sheriff Center. All right, we got to uh, uh, take a break. We'll check your traffic and uh, to take more texts at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. That's coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. Okay, where are we? <laughs> oh, having good fun this morning. All right, uh, top stories we're following, of course, is the uh, Motivate Foundation HHSAA Girls Soccer Tournament uh, continues with uh, D1 and D2 games. Hopefully everything's okay weather-wise for more play coming up this weekend. There is one player who I am now a big fan of. The other day we mentioned, and this has got to be rare in high school soccer, a hat trick. And last night for Mililani, she got one of the two goals, and it's Atiana Fumatu Maafala. Yes. Uh, she got the game-winning goal in the 47th minute for Mililani, but what a week she has had. I mean, again, wow. you don't even see three goals necessarily for a lot of teams in tournament play, and she had three by herself a few days ago and one last night in that big win. So great congratulations. I'm a big fan of hers now. All right, Punahou beat Baldwin uh, three to nothing yesterday. Mililani over Hilo uh, two to nothing. Hilo was number four seed. Uh, number two seed Campbell over Waikia two to one, and Kamehameha Oahu beat Kamehameha Maui. One to nothing. So here's your matchups for today. Uh, on the let's just do winners bracket. We've got Punahou taking on Mililani at seven o'clock, and then uh, before that at five, Kamehameha Oahu against Campbell. So two in the ILH, two in the OIA. Getting down to it. Semifinals. All right. Uh, on the girls' side uh, today. Uh, matchups on the um, on the consolation bracket. Wailua is going to play Seabury, and then Radford against Farrington. On the uh, other side of the bracket, going for the gold, Lelehua against Pac-5, and Kamehameha Hawaii against Kapa'a. So all three Kamehameha schools having success so far in the uh, uh, girls' soccer. Good luck, guys. Uh, let's see weather. You know, one of the um, one of the I guess sports headlines might be the weather this weekend. Hopefully, this all just goes away. But we're expecting Hawaiian Electric is saying might have some power outages here and there, just in case everybody be prepared. Now, if they have to shut off the electricity because there's a wildfire threat type of deal, right? Fallen power lines in grassy areas, that kind of stuff. 
if there's those kinds of threats, your power might be out longer than maybe some other people. If they have to do that. It's all if, if, if. I get it. But if you have electric power outages or storms or anything like that, uh, it's going to affect sports. Shamanad was supposed to have their, um, you know, opener for baseball for the first time in 43 years yesterday. That got rained out at Corp. Now, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was raining on uh, the west side of the It was island. raining there yesterday a lot. Again, I, and I'm not sure if they fixed the drainage because I haven't been a regular at Corp in 10 years. But years ago, that was kind of a problem out there was the drainage. So even mm. if it wasn't raining, if you had a lot of rain earlier in the day, it doesn't drain that well. So hopefully they'll uh, be able to get underway uh, today. In fact, I'm going to dig up that uh, schedule for the tournament if folks want to go root on Chaminade baseball. And finally, uh, the Rainbow Warrior men's basketball team, they get her done on the road against Cal State full of it. Yeah, they beat them. <laughs> I, I like that name I'm upsetting now. so many people. Come on. It's, they're the enemy. They're You're, the opponent. Maybe a few people might be a little upset, but I think a lot of people more so are laughing. And, uh, you know, we don't mean no ill will to them. We like Jim Donovan and, and Jeff Harada on the women's basketball coaching well, side as well. I, I don't like Jim Donovan. I like Jeff Harada. What? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. But it was a big win. Well, he don't like me either. <laughs> I think he does. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a big win for I, – I had a big sigh of relief for the men yesterday because they've had oh, struggles lately. And, you know, even on the media – You feel for them. They don't deserve all of this sports hate coming their way. They don't. They don't. That's, that's our team. Yeah. That's our team. That's why one real quick about the, the, the support or lack of or the scrutiny. Last Saturday when they beat Cal Poly, the bottom feeder and all that, the fans for maybe the first time in a long time gave them basically a standing ovation at the end of the game. And I was sitting with Josh and we were noticing how the fans, they weren't just getting up to lead. They stood up to applaud this team because of their recent yeah, struggles yeah. and how they beat yeah. a team in Poly. That was great to see in a big number of okay. fans well. Right, and those are your those are your fans that show up win or lose. They showed up and said, "Hey, good job, guys. We're behind you." Now, it's our job to get out there if we can, and uh, you know, if you're uh, and support them. Definitely. You know, it's because I, I mean, it, didn't you feel bad? I mean, there are people that felt more angry. I'm guessing from people who text in or call the radio shows. Is I just felt bad. Now look. We could lose our next five games, and it's going to come back. But it was nice, at least, for Hawaii to not only win, but win on the road. And now they've got a little winning streak. Yes, it's only two, but they put themselves in a much better position in the standing. And for those people wondering, will they even go to the Big West tournament? It's still not guaranteed, but I feel a lot better about where this team is now. And, you know, if they start playing and beating some of these teams ahead of them in the standings, like Irvine, Davis, and San Diego, their next three opponents, they could even get out of that first round and go right to the uh, quarterfinals. And hopefully that will take place. Still a lot of basketball left, but this team has shown that they are capable of bouncing back and Yesterday was a very important win, not only for the W, but how they played. And I was really impressed by them, and hopefully that will carry over. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got a text. Uh, Mr. Texter, who just texted me about the Cal State nickname, can I use your name on the air? Can you text me back, please? I have to check first. I, I did get a text from my friend Kurt. I don't know if he wants me to say his last name. But he says, went to my first Wahine basketball game last night. It was great. 
tickets was cheaper than parking, <laughs> and beer was twice the price. <laughs> well, beer is always going to be a little bit on you know that side, but you know, fans still seem to you know fill those lines up. That's for sure, and it's still mm. a really good value. And you know the parking, it's I think it's either six or seven dollars. I can't remember now. It's one or the other. Somebody texted in ten. It's definitely not ten for basketball, but it's still compared to a lot of other places where you go to park for sporting events around the mainland. It's a lot cheaper, way cheaper here. All right, I didn't get a text back. I'll just call this person Charlie. He says, as an alumni, I prefer Cal State Disneyland. I don't get it. Cal State Disneyland. Well, Fullerton is not that far from Disneyland, but I'm not sure why he's texting All right. that. Mm-hmm. All right, 808-296-1420, uh, the number to text in. Here's, uh, here's a text. It says, what the Stan Sheriff Center needs. Larry Beal's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Want to get ready for the Super Bowl. Um, what the Stan Sheriff Center needs to do for Saturday to support a bigger crowd is open more concessions. Wouldn't it be funny, Gary, if we're like, yeah, we got to get 4,341 people coming up February 17th? What if 4,341 people show up tomorrow? They'll take it, but the concessions might it's not be It's a game ready. for first place. Yeah, it should be a big crowd. It should be mm. the biggest crowd of the year. Uh, okay. Okay, so what they need is to, uh, uh, to open more concessions. Last Saturday's Wahine game, only one concession open, and lines were just way too long throughout the game. Oh, really? I don't like you that You better either. open more concessions because people are going to bring their own snacks. Yeah, that's true, too. But I guess they didn't expect the 1,200-plus that they got for the last women's game. Uh, but they, what I've talked to them about that in the past, when they, they kind of got a count on how many fans are going to show up, they know what the walk-up might be, and they plan accordingly with how many stands are open. Sometimes I guess they're caught, a little, not really off guard, but a little surprised by the large number of fans. And I guess it's a good problem to have. But, yeah, nobody's a fan of long lines. Okay, uh, the text goes on to say, Hey, Gary, remember callers called about the parking lot entrance open and closed signs? The lights were backwards. Red, uh, the red sign, the, the, the open sign was illuminated in red. I'm adding to his text. The green sign was illuminated, the closed sign was illuminated in green, right? Because you associate op- uh, green with open and red with closed. But it was the other way around. As you drive down into the uh, parking uh, area, the texter says, I noticed that too. I told the parking lot attendant, tell your boss the sign lights are backwards. She giggled with the I know expression. (laughs) Or young people, you say that, you'll be like, hey, you know what? Your signs are backwards. And they'd say like, right? That's all they say, right? Actually, old people say that too. Anyway says, you can see cars drive uh, down the green light sign lane, and they swerve when they can read the open and closed, you know, it's closed. He says, and this makes sense, no need open or closed words on the sign. Just use signal light colors. Red is closed, green is open. You cannot read the word from far away anyway. says, come on, common sense. Come on, man. Look, you're an institution of higher learning. Red equals stop. Green equals go. Yellow equals speed up. So 
<laughs> wait a minute. A <laughs> I believe you like for some, a second. I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's some comedian. It's some old joke. Anyway, it's like, but you know what I mean? If you're if you're making the parking lights and you're like, okay, let's program this one in. I think somebody, it's some Chinese hacker. Somebody from China hacked it and said, let's mess with the universe. I mean, it's just common sense. Everybody, there's been so many comments about the signs being backwards. And I know it is common sense, which maybe I don't have enough of. Are they talking about the booths themselves where there's a light on them that they're open or closed? Because I, yeah. okay, that, then I know where they've been. I haven't looked at them when I drive through there to know which one is which. But actually, I do because I see, I see where it says open and I see maybe somebody in the booth, but I, I have to watch for that next time, maybe tomorrow night when I go. So, yeah, anyway. if We'll pass the word along. Yeah, and maybe it's one of Captain's fun surprises that he keeps talking <laughs> yeah, right. about. Keep your guessing. Keeps us guessing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I lo- look at this text. Oh, good job on you, you guys. The Wahine basketball game. We should call the stand sheriff, and you know, for Laura Beeman, the Beehive. Playing from the Beehive. I like that. Hopefully Eric is listening to that, Eric Matthews. I'll let him know about that. I've seen that text. I'm not sure if it's the same person, but somebody else texted that the other day, and that's a great idea. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago they texted. They should call the stand Beeman's Beehive. That's a great And then one. when they lose, when they lose, they call them. Yeah, that's probably inappropriate. I won't say it. Oh, now I want to hear it. No, I'll no, tell okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. I'll text you. Yes. Uh, uh, this texter says there will be a lot of walk-ups for tomorrow's game. Open up two concessions, Stan Sheriff Center. Okay. I would imagine after that? last time, and they know they got that 1,200 crowd, and this is a battle for first place, they're probably going to be expecting at least that same number. I would think they'd probably open up another one. We'll find out. But I, they're aware of this. They're not, like, ignoring this. But they're basing it on what they think the amount of fans will show up. And I know they were maybe a little surprised a few weeks ago, so hopefully now they'll be ready. All right, let's pack the stand tomorrow. Forget about the 17th. 4,341 is what we're looking for. By the way, we are reminded by Captain Fun, for Rainbow Wahine Games, kids are free. Right? Yeah, all season long, yes. So that's Yeah, great. it's like those restaurants. Kids eat free. Hey, you know what? Kids eat free at the Stan Sheriff Center. They don't literally eat for free <laughs> because, you know, there's only one concession stand, and, you know. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to hear this and have more. I would think so. Um, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, somebody texted in here. Let's see. Yep. Wahine tickets are $7 and free under 18 years old. Open seating. My seven-year-old daughter rather go to Wahine games than the men's now. Uh, we get to sit right behind the Hawaii bench, front row. And uh, I guess they're talking about Coach Beeman. She's very personal with all the players. Oh, it's her, the daughter. She's very personable with all their players, and the players know her. That's cool. You see, the players reach out. They're friendly. They smile. She's going to be a fan for life. So if anyone wants to go and they're wondering, like my friend Kurt, it's like, hey, you know what? Go to the game and then, you know, sit behind the bench and uh, strike up conversations with them during the game. (laughs) During the game, yeah. Or timeouts, either or. Or free throws. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 8.16 here on ESPN Honolulu. And uh, coming up, uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit, get you ready for the Super Bowl with Larry Beal in San Francisco. That's coming up next. Right now, uh, time to uh, uh, for our Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union Bulletin Board. The Blood Bank of Hawaii 
urgently needs donors, especially O and A negative. Uh, you can register and donate today at bbh.org. We'll be right back. I am the other man. Yes, I am the other man. I am the other man. Yes, I am the other 21 minutes after the hour. Look out weather-wise. It is going to be uh, super breezy this weekend. So, uh, you know, watch out. Uh, there might be some power outages. Just keep that in mind. It's Chris Hart and Gary Dickman here. This is ESPN Honolulu. We have got tickets to men's volleyball Sunday. We're going to give away right after we talk to this guy. Yes, he is a sports anchor, news anchor. He does it all at KGO-TV in San Francisco. He basically runs the entire station. Joining us now on ESPN Honolulu, Very our busy, good man. friend, Larry Beal. Larry, good to talk to you again. And uh, how's everything going up in the Bay Area? Aloha. Uh, it's it's going uh, rainy is how it's going. We're in the middle of uh, the old atmospheric river or pineapple express, if you prefer. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of got a lot of rain over the next uh, over the next week. And it's funny you mentioned that about uh, the news, the sports. I often joke with the general manager when he's on vacation, you should put me in charge. Uh, so far, that has not happened yet. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, That's I okay. You're 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 planting the seed. Plant, keep <laughs> yeah. planting the seed. I planted it five years ago. <laughs> I, I'm not it has yet to bud. It has yet to bud. Uh, so, so, Speaking so, of Pineapple so, Express, yes. Uh, great movie, by the way. Hey, so Larry, yeah. last Sunday when the 49ers were trailing at halftime to Detroit and things didn't look so positive or promising, what was going through your mind? What were you thinking then about the Super Bowl chances? Oh, I thought they were toast, absolutely toast. And uh, what was funny is I ran into the Niners defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, before the game in in one of the elevators because he was going upstairs and we were going the same place. And I said, hey, coach, you know, I know you don't want to give me the game plan, but are you going to have Javarius Ward go man against Amon Ross St. Brown and, you know, have him travel wherever he goes? Uh, And he just stared at me and – you know, I said because that was pretty effective earlier in the season uh, with other you know top wide receivers, and he looks at me for like ten seconds without saying anything. He goes, "I don't know." Anyway, <laughs> I, I saw him about a half an hour later in the tunnel because he was walking out to the field, and, and uh, I said, "Coach, have you, have you thought about it? Have you thought about my suggestion?" And he and he he just smiled at me and he's like, "Yeah, I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking." Anyway, at halftime, I was thinking. You should have listened to what I was saying because <laughs> getting shredded. And they, it was because they changed some more man looks that they were able to make some defensive plays. But their run defense was awful. I mean, just hideous. Lack of effort. Poor tackling. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was really bad. And uh, so if they play that way against the Chiefs, uh, I may be leaving at halftime. Never mind. Never <laughs> And that was two weeks in a row, really. Even the Green Bay game, uh, Aaron Jones had a great game against them, the running game. And we, oh, that's right. We had Jesse uh, Sapolo on our show a couple of days ago, and he was mentioning the lack of defense as well. There was a video of Chase Young basically having one of the poorest attempts at tackling on one of those touchdown runs that you would ever see, which was very surprising. Yeah, I, I went back. because One of the things, if you're at the game, sometimes you miss things on the television broadcast. So I went back 
to watch the whole game just to see who was doing what and what was going on and why were they getting gashed the way they were. Um, I was I was shocked. Uh, there was they're paying a fortune. The 49ers are Chase Young. First of all, he was loafing on a bunch of plays, uh, mm. especially uh, the Gibbs touchdown run. Right, that was the one. Right, team. But there was a bunch of other plays where the lack of effort, and they're paying a fortune for that defensive line. And basically, the only two guys who've, who've really been substantial and, and, and held up their their end of it, uh, obviously Nick Bosa is getting hold on basically every play. Eric yeah. Armstead coming back from injury. Javon Hargrave, you don't even hear his name. Chase Young, nothing. Randy Gregory, nothing. I mean, these guys, they have to come up with a, a dramatically different game plan than what they showed in the past two weeks. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I don't even understand why they're, they're favorites, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. You know, that's crazy that you mentioned uh, Hargrave. And, I mean, he was so good. I think it was a third-round draft choice of the Steelers. And then he went to the Eagles. I mean, this guy was like a run stopper. I mean, or he hold up the guy so the linebackers can make the play. Not only do the 49ers have that really four all-pro type players on their defensive line, they got great linebackers. I don't get yeah. the not being able to defend the run. I don't get it either. That's why i got to go back and find Steve Wilkes next week in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, let me sit down and we'll drop some plays together and let me help you out a little bit because it seems like uh, – you know, we can't get down 17 at the half. This, this against Patrick Mahomes, that's not going to work. Nah, so we're talking about. They have to do they, they, yeah, they Larry B. Be- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, they just have to change something. I, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not smart enough to know exactly what that is, but I, I know what they were doing didn't work. <laughs> no, it sounds like you are. I mean, you'll never be maybe be the general manager of the TV station, <laughs> but you could be the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Larry Beal joining us here on ESPN Honolulu. And I saw that as one of the keys to victory is Larry Beal's insight <laughs> uh, for the 49ers this Sunday. So you're going to yes. be in Las Vegas, I'm assuming. What is Super Bowl going to be like for you in Las Vegas leading up to the game? Um, 24-7 of work is what it's going to be like, <laughs> basically. Uh, we did this, you know, uh, well, we do it every time, you know. Giants in the World Series, 49ers in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, we, you know, we'll be covering all the news conferences, and there's a really cool event that will involve Joe Montana, uh, which is fantastic. He's going to throw passes to people for, for charity. And Kenny Main, my old uh, Sports Center colleague, uh, he, he runs this, this charity where they, they help veterans who've lost limbs get uh, prosthetics. And then, you know, like you see the video of them running. And so mm-hmm. the idea is Joe throws the pass, whatever, you know, maybe it's $1,000 a pass from, from fans that want to catch it, and that all that money goes to a veteran so that he can get a prosthetic device. It's, Kenny's doing great stuff. But uh, to answer your question, it will just be, it, it'll be, it'll be uh, you know, extremely busy. But uh, it's fun to see everybody. It's kind of like a big convention of media when uh, you get these uh, events like the Super Bowl. You know, I saw this uh, thing come out uh, the other day where the NFL is prohibiting uh, anybody, any of the players from gambling while in Las Vegas. I yeah. wonder what the over-under is on some knucklehead <laughs> being, you know, spotted at a casino. You know it's going to happen. Well, they're staying a half an hour away. Uh, they're, they're staying, um, you know, they're not on the strip. Right, so right. I mean, like obviously, guys can get a get an Uber and go wherever they want. I don't know. I you know, if if that happens, I mean, we've had you know Barrett Robbins situation. Right. We've 
we got a couple other. Uh, Stanley Will things. was it Stanley Wilson for the another Bengals? One. Yeah, another one for Cincy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be surprised, but if you know, well, I don't even want to name. But we we mentioned the name of a guy who wasn't trying very hard earlier in this uh, in, in this discussion. I'm not going to say his name out loud in reference to this, but you know, uh, anyway. not going to chase well, him around. Yeah, excellent work. Uh, that's why that's, you're the best. You're just <laughs> mentioned one thing. I just want to because I was not aware of this, despite our, our our connection for many many years. But I didn't realize Kanoa Leahy was a Detroit Lions fan. And <laughs> all I have to say is, one, Kanoa, I'm really sorry about the way this thing went. And and the other thing I want to say is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's it. That's all. Oh, very good. Very good. He knows I love him. Enough said right there. I just think that Vegas is going to be crazier than almost any other city they've had the Super Bowl. It's crazy anyway during Super Bowl week, and I imagine that place will be a madhouse. And I, I saw the video of where the 49ers are staying. It looks like some kind of private resort way out way out in the distance, as you said, so hopefully they'll be safer out there. Right, yeah. but are you gonna, is you going to see somebody go by a 7-Eleven, buy a scratch card, and it's like, aha, TMZ's in the bushes. That that could happen. TMZ is everywhere. It's what happens when you pay people for, for, for video. You get stuff. I, I bet you I could, you know, I could get some video of you guys. Uh, so, you know, who knows where, you're, where you guys go after the show. I don't know what's going on down there. <laughs> I, I'm at a bottom. I want that video, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It depends on the price. Well, TMZ has already offered us something. Hey, so, you know, what is the perception with fans in San Francisco about Brock Purdy? I mean, we, we know he gets scrutinized very unfairly, I think, around the country. Maybe not as much after last Sunday, but I think he's done a much better job than some people give him credit for. What is it like with the fans in San Fran? I think the fans are, are mostly supportive. People, including the 49ers, are just tired of all of the talking heads on the various networks with the Brock slander. And I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Uh, it was really interesting because Jed Yorka, the owner of the 49ers, does not come out that often and, and talk with the media. But he revealed a story that was fascinating to me anyway. Kyle Shanahan came to him before last year's training camp, so right after they had the draft in which Brock was taken last. And uh, they were a few weeks into training camp, and, uh, and Kyle Shanahan says, um, Jed, we, we got to talk about something. And Jed's like, oh, boy, okay, what is this going to be? And he said, uh, I think the guy we took last in the draft is going to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. <laughs> and and this is before he'd even taken a snap. This is just in practice. And Jed was like, okay, so we gave up three first-round picks to get Trey Lance, and we're paying Jimmy like $20 million this year, but the guy that we took last is better than both of them. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Let me process that. So I thought just the fact that he even revealed that was interesting, but it shows you that's how early that, that Kyle knew he had something special and Brock Purdy, you know, he's not going to be Mahomes. He's faster than people think. He's way yeah. faster. Yeah. Yes. And a little shiftier than people realize. Uh, but he doesn't have the athleticism of Mahomes, but he can he can make plays with his legs, and that was the difference I think in last week's victory over the Lions because they had nothing going in the passing game at, at various points, and and he made got some huge first downs in that game. 
Yeah. He was definitely incredible. It should be a fun one coming up in nine days from now. We'll look forward to that. We'll look, yeah. look forward to uh, hearing your insight during Las Vegas week. That should be exciting as well. Larry, wish we had more time. We'll have to do it again real soon. But thanks again for your time. We always enjoy when you're on the show. Before you oh, go, oh. any any last words for Kanoa? Next time, we got to talk Dennis Thurman, defensive coordinator. Dan Morrison, back with the program. Uh, all good stuff. And, and Chris Brown, uh, the biceps just keep getting bigger. I love that. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> we, we will definitely talk to you about that soon, for sure. Hey, thanks, right. Larry. Have thanks, a good Larry. weekend. Bye, right, brother. Uh, Larry Beal uh, joining us here on ESPN Honolulu. Of course, for the folks who don't realize, that was the guy that came up with the term, aloha means goodbye on a home run call. Larry Beal, uh, local boy. Uh, doing good things on the mainland for years now. Yes, one of the best. Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw his sister, Jan, at the Sony Open, by oh. the way. Shout out to Jan Sage. All right. Uh, if, I don't know if you knew this or not, but today's Groundhog Day. I did see that, yes. I didn't hear the results, though, but I know it's Groundhog Day, February 2nd every year. And a lot of people put a lot of stock into what the Groundhog will do as far as seeing its shadow or not and how many more weeks of winter you have. I guess in Hawaii, we don't really need that too much. Hey, you know what? I don't know if you realize this or not, but today's Groundhog Day. <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. I liked it. <laughs> did, didn't I promise to give away uh, Warrior Volleyball tickets? On Groundhog Day, I believe, yes. Call in now at 808-296-1420. If you're caller number three, we're going to give you tickets to Sunday's match against Tusculum. And, uh, you know, call in and win if you want free tickets right now. They're all yours, 808-296-1420. Coming up next, since we're talking about the Super Bowl, uh, we do have uh, – you're probably curious about who Hawaii's most popular or favorite football player is in the NFL. I'll give you a hint. It's not Tua Tonga-Vailoa. That's coming up on ESPN Honolulu. And speaking of the Super Bowl – Catch it with your friends at 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar right there at Leeward Bowl in the Pearl City Shopping Center. Plenty of free parking. They got a new uh, Chef David's there with a new menu, a garlic, shrimp, chopped steak, hurricane, dynamite, chicken, fried rice, burgers, pizza made to order, lechon pork. Check this out. Chili with bacon-wrapped hot dog. Yes! That's 850 Craft Beer and Whiskey Bar. Check it out. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Here we go. It's the Sports Animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. Congratulations to Sean in Hawaii Kai. He got the volleyball tickets. More for you to win today on Let's Talk Sports, and also uh, coming up for uh, Off the Bench. So keep listening. Uh, more volleyball and basketball tickets for you to win. Okay? So as promised, I am revealing, Gary, the most popular NFL players in Hawaii. And I'm before I give you the name of the most popular player, this is a person who has received uh, an average of 11,235 searches a month. You know, on Google or whatever, yeah. right? 
uh, or YouTube, I guess YouTube would be would count as well. It's probably like this in every state you look at. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Now, it, huh? now, now it makes sense. More sense. Okay, here's what's uh, uh, a little curious. Second place in Hawaii, Aaron Rodgers. Why what? is that, you think? Maybe. Wow. Well, first of all, I'm very surprised, especially without him playing. Uh, I, maybe maybe people, a lot of people hear his name because of the controversy. And they go, who's Aaron Rodgers? That or they're just really interested in what stupid things he has said or controversial things he's gotten involved in. Maybe, yeah. But that's surprising. That's really surprising that it's not a Tua. Tua Tagovailoa is third. Then comes Patrick Mahomes. Makes sense. Yes. Fifth. I've got the top five. Fifth is Joe Burrow. I was going to say Dak Prescott. Okay, Joe Burrow. Wow, crazy, huh? Okay, now Travis Kelsey is the most popular player in 31 states. Imagine that. Aaron Rodgers is the most popular player in 13 states. In two two states, Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow, two states. Lamar Jackson, one. So that would probably be Maryland, right? Yeah. Russell Wilson, one. I don't know if that means he's popular or people are just, you know. (laughs) Josh Allen, one. Anyway, there you go. That is something, and it just shows the effect that Taylor Swift has had on the NFL, Kansas City, and Travis Kelsey. Well, think about this. I mean, I just got from BetOnline.com. There are 89 Taylor Swift-related prop bets coming up for the Super Bowl. But you know why that number? What's that? That's the the name of her first album or one of her early albums, 1989. I'm, I'm... I, I wouldn't say that out loud that you know that. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, to be honest. I just read this yesterday because they had some flights out of Kansas City that are flight 1989 or 89, and one of them is going to be 87 for Kelsey. So that's why I just knew that number. Sure. <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Okay, so the <laughs> so you know what they're going to have, and I, I don't know this. I haven't seen this anywhere. I'm just guessing, and maybe this is out already. I just haven't seen it is they're going to have uh, somewhere on social media or Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or something, they're going to be tracking her movement from going to the Grammys oh. to going to a concert in Japan. Because she's living on an airplane the whole weekend before the Super Bowl. So, you know, she's, it, okay, so now she's in the air over Guatemala or something. It's like tracking and Santa Claus. And now she's just landed in Tokyo. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like tracking Santa Claus. You're right. They're going to be tracking Taylor Swift. I guarantee you, and millions and millions and millions of people around the world are going to want to see it. Not to see if necessarily that she makes it to the Super Bowl, but she's a young lady in love with her boyfriend, and she's going to make it to one of the biggest days of her life, and they're going to share it together. I think that's why so many Swifties and other people around the world are really interested in this whole uh, trate. It's a love story, which it's is the name trate. of one of her big hits, which I do it's, know. It's Trate. You see that? You know how yes. they take the name of a boy and a girl, and it's, it's a thing? That's well, the, she has a bracelet. I saw that in the paper. She has a bracelet that's TNT. And she does. So, actually, Michelle Wee West designed this bracelet. 
It's something that is really new, and everybody's trying to get them now. I forget how much. It's like five or six thousand dollars, but it has TNT, Taylor, and Travis, and that's become real popular. I also saw where after the Super Bowl, she has to go back to Australia, and that'll be nineteen thousand miles plus that she's going to fly between Japan, Vegas, and Australia. Around the world is twenty-four thousand miles, and she's going to go nineteen thousand miles within two weeks. Wow! Uh, can and you say the- jet lag? <laughs> right, but then the the people from the Sierra Club or something going to be out protesting that she's using too much jet fuel. And <laughs> yeah, right. I right. mean, I I can see that happening, but hey, uh, okay. So here's some of the prop bets. Are you ready? Yeah. Which is going to be higher, the Chiefs' total Super Bowl touchdowns or Taylor Swift Grammy awards? Oh, I was going to say appearance. I don't know how many she's up for. I know she's always up for quite a few. Oh boy, that's a tough one. How long will Taylor Swift be shown live? Oh, that's a different one. Minutes you Will mean? Taylor Swift be holding a drink during the live shot? Which song will Tony Romo make football references first? Well, Tony Romo's doing the Super Bowl? I had forgotten it was CBS. Oh, sorry. He better prepare. Yes. Get ready. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift on the field? I've heard that rumor. I don't know if there's wow. much to that, but imagine. I think you're more. I think you're. I think you're more. Uh, you you probably be more likely to have Jason Kelsey get all liquored up and propose <laughs> yeah, that, to Taylor Swift. Is there a prop bet on, on that? <laughs> uh, let's see. Will Taylor Swift be seen crying if the Chiefs lose? I don't think so. Don't show her when the game is over immediately. That They didn't do that last week, and I was glad. Focus on the players. I say show Taylor Swift. Show, what does the audience want? I say show what the audience wants. Okay, here Travis we go. Kelsey crying. There's a lot of uh, there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different um, prop bets, but also on her at the Grammys as well. Like what color dress is she going to wear and st- stuff like that. I hope they never break up. What if they break up? Well, she's broken up with everybody, and there's been a lot. I don't know the whole list, but a lot of famous musicians and some other people, and it seems like I she know. breaks up. People say she breaks up with them and then writes all those songs about them. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but she hasn't had a long-lasting relationship, except the last guy I think was like three years or so maybe, six but years. a lot of them are really, really short times. Liz says six years, Gary. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lizzie. It's 847 here with the animals. On this Kahala Friday, that's right, Aloha Friday equals Kahala Friday here in Hawaii. And we invite you to get uh, a Kahala Aloha shirt. It's the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Get one for yourself at one of their six stores here on the island or at Kahala.com. It's Aloha Friday, no work till Monday. Shout out to everybody working at one of the six Kahala stores on Oahu. And I guess people at Kahala.com. It's Kahala Friday. Sports Animals here. This is ESPN Honolulu. And uh, it is Groundhog Day today. Uh, Liz did report. She looked it up. The Punxsutawney Phil uh, came up out of his hole. And he looked and he saw his shadow, which means we will have an early spring. I don't know what that means in Hawaii, but yeah. if anyone's listening on the mainland on the app or on the website, you got an early spring coming here. Actually, Punxsutawney Phil came out, looked at his, uh, came out of his hole. He looked. He went, "Whoa, global warming!" and went back in. 
That's an exact quote, I believe, too. He went, whoa, there's a <laughs> hole in the ozone. It's getting bigger. See you next year. Not only back. is it uh, Groundhog Day, and I always give shout-outs to my friend Roy Sakuma on this day. It's World Ukulele Day. Oh. Yeah, it was invented in 1879, and uh, ukulele translates to – no, this is stupid. I'm reading some mainland thing here. The word ukulele translates to jumping flea. Not really. Wow! Can somebody, somebody in in the Hawaiian language department at UH get back to me on that? Jumping flea—that's got to be a joke. Anyway, another thing is not a joke. Today is National Tater Tot Day. Ah, oh, one of your faves. Shout out to places that serve tater tots. Like, uh, what was that place? Growler, Growler, Growler Hawaii. Has they really serve the tater good tots. Yeah. Ruby Tuesday serves the tater tots. Oh yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, I'm going to lunch at Ruby Tuesday with our Ken, friends Ken and Bella on. Uh, sorry, on Sunday. You gonna be there? I'll be there about three o'clock. Oh, okay. I won't see you. Hang out. I don't want to hang. We out never for see three each hours. other in public. That's <laughs> kind of a good. Uh oh, is Random Man's been waiting on the phone? Is he still there, Liz? Yes. Oh, Random Man. Sorry about that. Come on, join us here, won't you? I just wanted to say uh, you're the best in the morning, guys, so thanks a lot. Keep going. Anyway, I wanted to say uh, that too bad if the city could have upkept Aloha Stadium. <laughs> we could have had the Pro Bowl with our Tua Tonga-Vailoa and at least 30000 at least, at Aloha Stadium showcasing Hawaii, and a lot of the better players would come to Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. So. Yeah, guys, what do you think? Is Glenn Wakai doing his job, and uh, we're really going to get it in 2028? I don't know but if that's, that's all Glenn Wakai. I, I wouldn't put this all on Glenn Wakai. Okay, but, uh, but you know what is it? 2028? That's what we hear. We'll see. But I don't think the the stadium is the reason we don't have the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl, they just wanted to move it to an NFL. Roger city. Goodell yeah. is the reason we don't yeah, have the right, Pro Bowl. Right. But and well, it's this. that, and also, uh, what's his name? What's the Carolina quarterback? The old guy, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. He's one of the reasons we don't have the Pro Bowl. He was the one that, that started the let's play a you know not even half speed, let's play third speed. When you're listening to a radio broadcast and the announcer says, and he hugged him to the ground, that's what the Pro <laughs> Bowl had become. Yeah, unfortunately, the players were just yeah. making too much money. But flag football, we did that in PE. Chris and Gary, you know, so I can't get too excited by having some of these blue and green uniforms playing flag football. Anyway, I don't, I'm, I'm not just, into the uh, flag football, but I want to see the other contests they do. That's kind of fun. Who can throw the ball the farthest, all that kind of stuff. But it could have been in Hawaii. That's all I'm saying, gentlemen. So I really appreciate you guys and have a great week. And, you know, like the Niner fans that we have here in Hawaii, Go Niners. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks Randy. Randy. Thanks sorry, for holding on. Sorry, Bobby Dodge. Sorry, Bobby Dodge. <laughs> He's saying sorry to Bob Dodge, who's an Eagles fan. It's a Punahou thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, and a Damien soccer thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, so 
There you go. I'm not into the Pro Bowl games. I I mean, the game wasn't a real game, but what sport? Ha- I mean, the NBA All-Star game is not a real game either. It's no defense. It's all acrobatic dunks and passes and everything, but it's okay. You accept it for what it is. I was okay with the Pro Bowl, even though it was getting a little bit worse and diminished interest, I guess, over over the years. But I reckon better than what they, what they have now. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. The players are making too much. Nobody's going to want to go That's and true. risk, you know, my $40 million contract by playing in an exhibition game. Right. I get it. But it was fun while it lasted. It really was. Okay. Was. So I guess we got to go on this Groundhog Day. We have Artie Wilson with On Point coming up next. Remember, we got Rainbow Warrior Volleyball tonight as well. Tusculum in uh, first of two matches at 7 o'clock. Tiff Wells on the call at about 6.45 on ESPN Honolulu. All right, so on point with Artie Wilson. I think Artie, the one-man party, will be celebrating the Rainbow Walking Eight as well as the Rainbow Warrior basketball teams. It was. I mean, it was it was something that and, – and I'd really like to get his thoughts. I don't know if he can hear me. On if we had more dogs like the Joaquin, the Warriors would be a lot more successful. Anyway, we're out of time. See you next time.